You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. I hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there. Plenty to get to ahead on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. It is a Twitter Thursday. We'll get to your guys' questions you submitted on social media overnight. We'll touch on those. We'll also get to some thoughts on BYU and the upcoming NCAA men's basketball tournament. Pretty famous person out there, if you're into March Madness, is picking BYU in the Final Four. We'll explain, let you know who that is. And of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on with BYU. Latest out of spring camp. All of that will head on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our title sponsor, Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On Cougars sent you. All right, let's get going here. This is a Thursday edition of the show. Let's have some fun. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 18th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU here. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic. Make sure if you haven't done so already to hit the follow or subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Your guys' support is critical to the success of this venture. Having a blast talking BYU every day and keeping you guys up to speed with everything you need know about the Cougars. Getting going here on a Thursday edition of the show. I Well, first off, we find out tonight who BYU finally will be playing in the NCAA tournament. The playing games or the quote-unquote first four of the NCAA tournament take place this afternoon slash evening. The final game of the night features number 11 seed UCLA against fellow number 11 seed Michigan State. The winner of that contest will earn the right to move on to Saturday night's matchup with BYU in the first round. I'm looking forward to this. The more I read about it, I really think that Michigan State should win this game. As we talked about earlier on this week on the podcast, I referenced that both of these teams, speaking of UCLA and Michigan State, they're good on one side of the ball. In this case, the Spartans, they're very good defensively. They're a very hard-nosed, tough team, very reminiscent of all Tom Izzo programs, but they have struggles offensively. Whereas on the other side of things, UCLA, a more athletic team who's more offensively inclined, despite playing probably at a slower pace than you would imagine, can considering uh, what they do offensively. So, what would you rather face if you're BYU? A potential shootout with the likes of UCLA or a grinder-type game against the likes of Michigan State? I think it depends on what you're looking for. But it is my opinion that Michigan State, I think that their toughness, the ability that they have won three top five matchups against top five teams in the past three weeks coming into this tournament. UCLA on a four-game slide, really kind of being exposed as a little bit of a paper tiger late in the Pac-12 season. I think the Spartans will advance, and it will be Tom Izzo squaring off against Mark Pope in the coaching matchup Saturday. And, of course, these teams squaring off on, thir- on Saturday, not 
not Thursday. Thursday is today. Anyways, nonetheless. Uh, so very interesting matchup all the way around because, like I said, both of these programs, speaking of UCLA and Michigan State, very strong backgrounds, national championship caliber programs at different points there in their history. They are tr- two of the quote-unquote blue bloods of this sport, and it's a rather um, interesting draw, let's put it that way, for BYU to have either one of these teams facing off against them. But I do have confidence in BYU's ability to make it through this. And I am of the opinion that the Cougars will be able to advance. My bigger question mark is who they will face in the second round. It looks like Texas, obviously, is the three seed is favored, but we'll kind of visit that as it comes. We'll probably do a special edition of the podcast uh, Saturday night, a postcast edition, if you will, to recap whatever happens in the NCAA tournament and then also look ahead to Monday's matchup against whoever BYU will face. And of course, Monday's episode will be a full preview of that game and getting ready for it. But nonetheless, uh, big opportunity ahead for BYU. And apparently, there is a famous, uh, what should we call it, um, fan, I guess, or a starlet, if you will in the March Madness ranks who really believes in BYU. That would be Sister Jean. Jean Dolores Schmidt, uh, she's popularly known as Sister Jean, is the champion as the chaplain, excuse me, for the Loyola Ramblers men's basketball program of Loyola University Chicago. Uh Loyola Chicago is an eight seed this year. They're facing off against Georgia Tech in the first round. It's an eight nine matchup, and I think that Loyola should advance. But she is a hundred and one years old, folks. She is a legend. If you have watched March Madness over the past few years, if you remember when Loyola Chicago made that run to the Final Four a couple years back, or maybe even longer than that, but. Nonetheless, she became very, very popular because she's she's a chaplain for this team. She's 101 years old. That's an accomplishment in and of itself. Well, she joined Andy Katz, who's doing a lot of work with regards to the NCAA tournament. You'll hear him a lot of the broadcasts in studio and all that stuff. Well, uh, she made her picks for her final four, and apparently the West Coast Conference is going to be well represented. Here you go. Who's your pick to win it all? I have Gonzaga. Okay. I was just telling somebody that. I know they haven't lost a game. I was hoping they'd lose one because you have to know how to lose as well as to win. They've been up this road three times now already. This will be the third time, and I hope they get it. All Um, right, so Gonzaga has your blessing. That's something big here. Um, How about how far Loyola gets? How? uh, Well, I I don't want you to laugh. I, I put... To the elite eight. Okay, that means. Like by it? the way, that means they're getting by Illinois. I know that. I know that. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and I know if anybody looks at that, but that's to encourage my young men. The last time, I put them to the Sweet Sixteen, and then when they broke, when they got that far, I remember Clayton. Custer came off the court and hugged me with his sweaty body and said, Sister Jean, we broke your bracket. I said, keep breaking it. Who is beating Loyola in the Elite Eight? Oh, I, I don't really quite see who that is. But I, I, let's see who I left out of there. Well, I, I just, oh, I kept them in the Elite Eight. Oh, and then I just for the final four. I just have Gonzaga, BYU, Baylor, and West Virginia. Okay, so West Virginia beats Loyola. Yeah. Yeah, right. and, and West Virginia is a number three. Yes. But that, I don't go by those numbers. I know. All right, so Loyola's got your blessing to go to the eight. Gonzaga has your blessing to win the national championship 
So of course, if Loyola wants to go all the way to the top, that's, that's fine. fine too. You can bracket any day of the week. You can break my bracket anytime. There you go. That's Sister Jean talking about her Final Four picks, and she's got BYU in the Final Four. She believes Gonzaga is going to win it all. I'll can it give you a spoiler alert. I'm also picking Gonzaga. I think they're absolutely phenomenal. But really, really cool uh, to see BYU in Sister Jean's bracket facing off against Gonzaga in the national semifinal in the Final Four. It would be the first time BYU has ever made the Final Four, and one has to consider: is she picking BYU simply due to the fact that they're is a pope on BYU's team. Speaking of Mark Pope, she's a Catholic. Yeah, okay. Uh, You guys are probably just like, you you suck, Jake. Anyways, good to see Sister Jean. She really believes in BYU. Hopefully, her good luck rubs off. Obviously, she willed, it felt like, that Loyola Chicago team, and I know that's probably a little sacrosanct to say that, that she willed them to the Final Four run that they made as an 11 seed a while back. But nonetheless, her pick in BYU to face off against uh, Gonzaga in the Final Four, it comes to fruition, folks. It'd be utterly phenomenal. It'd be a fantastic run. It would just be a ton of fun. We'll continue to track that, but may Sister Jean's prediction come true. It is, of course, a hashtag Twitter Thursday here on the podcast. It is your guys' opportunity to program the show. You guys submitted questions. I am going to endeavor to answer them. We'll get to all that here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Rock Auto, folks. Absolutely love this company. Rock Auto is an online auto parts company who's been serving auto parts customers for 20 years, and the best part about it, a family-owned company who who wants to take care of you guys. They have everything from what is whatever an engine control module is to brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. You want to put shag carpet in your car? Do it. You can do it with rockauto.com. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. And the best part is it's delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and in my case do-it-yourselfers or what i like to call a try-it-yourselfer why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that way they know that we sent you to check them out amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car truck or suv will ever need that's our good friends at rockauto.com all right, folks, it is a hashtag Twitter Thursday here on the podcast, answering your guys' questions. Let's start off with our good friend Matthew Detweiler, a GFOP, if you will, guy who's been on our Fan Friday editions of the podcast in the past. He asked the question, does the phenomenal success of all of the sports at BYU, specifically in Olympic sports, make it more difficult for the athletic department to allocate more resources to football? Well, Matthew, I think that's actually a very interesting question because BYU football is still by far the most highly funded sport sport on BYU's campus. It's also the sport that makes the lion's share of the revenue for the university and their athletic department. So it's a kind of, I guess, a chicken or the egg situation. But I do think that BYU absolutely could allocate more resources to football. Uh, But the good news is, is the other athletic programs in BYU's athletic department, well, they're doing some pretty phenomenal things despite having this quote unquote limited budget. So the thought is maybe you increase the budget all the way around, but that may be asking too much of BYU to, you know, actually pay market rate for coaches and the like. But it's my dream one day that they will wake up and smell the roses and believe that, hey, if we want to play like a power five 
program. You want to be a Power 5 athletic department. Maybe we need to spend a little bit more like them rather than trying to spend like, you know, a low-end G5 school. That's just my personal opinion, Matthew. But I do think more resources could be allocated to football. And does it come at the expense with all these other sports doing well? Uh, I guess you could argue that. But I would think that BYU is actually very happy with the well-rounded approach they have in their athletic department right now. And they're just trying to keep things going as best they can. But I'm of the opinion you should just increase the entire overall budget all the way around. And BYU football continue to receive the most funding in that regard. And I think that would benefit all parties. That's my personal opinion. Nick Chadwick at chat, Nick Chadwick 15. Oh, by the way, Matthew Detweiler at Matthew underscore D-E-T. Uh, thanks, Matthew, for reaching out. Nick Chadwick, on to you at Nick Chadwick 15. Always sending in questions. Can't thank you enough for your support, Nick. He says, what offers do you think Pope receives from other schools? Does Ryan Smith pay his buddy to stay? I sure hope he slides some money BYU's way. And then also has a football question. Uh, the impact that Preston Hadley has on defensive ends is also his coach Tuiaki coaching the interior defensive line. Okay, so run down all these questions real quick. What offers do you think Pope receives from other schools? Well, I can tell you this much. Uh, offers are as a loose term. Uh, could a school reach out and say, hey, Mark Pope, we're interested in hiring you. Does that constitute as being an offer? Or does it have to be a contract that is submitted to him that's got to say, you sign your paperwork here and you are the new head coach of X University? Kind of depends on how you go about it. Mark Pope has an agent for a reason. The agent will handle a lot of the negotiations. Uh, they will reach out, speaking of other universities, to Mark Pope's agent and say, hey, we're interested in Coach Pope. What is his interest at potentially finding a new job, etc.? So it's a very uh, convoluted system. I get it. But it's like anything else in this world. You just kind of got to go with it and see what shakes out. I do think that there will be inquiries from Mark Pope this offseason. Do I think he leaves BYU this year? My personal feeling is no, he doesn't. I think he is accomplishing some good things at BYU. I also believe that he has a very specific school slash program slash platform that he would be willing to jump to and unless that comes available to him he's not looking to leave I think he's very comfortable in Provo uh, as, as we've mentioned Ryan Smith uh, the CEO of Qualtrics and now uh, the guy who owns the Utah Jazz who I happen to work for in my day job uh, part of his radio station that broadcasts Utah Jazz games I think that they're taking care of Coach Pope and his staff, and they're quite comfortable at the current time in Provo. So do I think he's looking for the first ship out of town? No, absolutely not. But he does have a specific, I think, platform, uh, particularly at the Power 5 level. And at some point, I think that Mark Pope will have offers that he will seriously consider. I just don't think that this year will be the year that he decides, yeah, oh, I'm out of Provo, I'm taking off now. Could I be wrong about that? Absolutely. And then other uh, things here you asked, Nick, has what's the impact that Coach Hadley has had on defensive ends? When we talked to him uh, during media availability on Monday, he's been talking about the fact that he's trying to get these guys just to understand the whole concept of what's going on with the defense from front to back. And that's a big part of it, because defensive ends, their thought is, I'm going to get the quarterback. But when they let the quarterback escape the pocket, because maybe they take too shallow of an angle, they go too deep, and that quarterback escapes, all of a sudden the scramble drill begins. Begins. Well, that causes a problem for the linebackers, everybody else, the secondary in coverage, because all of a sudden, 
players are moving different spots and completed passes happen that way or big runs by quarterbacks without contain are there. So I think he is doing a good job at letting the defensive ends know what their role, how critical it is in the overall success of BYU's defense. And he'll continue to grow in the role that he is in, but looking forward to seeing him do good things. Uh, Coach Hadley is very, very smart. He understands this game of football at a deeper level than I will ever understand it. And just he's a good dude overall. So I guarantee that the people working with him, the defensive ends at BYU, are going to love him. And you probably could hear that in the media session if you want to go back and listen to it. One other thing is Coach Tuiaki coaching the interior defensive line. Yes, he is focused on nose tackles and defensive tackles in addition to his coordinator responsibilities. Part of the idea to split up defensive ends and defensive tackles slash nose tackles, the interior and the exterior of the defensive line was to allow uh, Coach Tuiaki to have less in terms of position responsibilities and be able to focus more on his coordinator responsibilities. I think it's going to have a beneficial impact all the way around for BYU. All right, Tyler Bergner, our good friend GTB Dad 0719 says, who do you expect to lock down the corner spots with the loss of Micah Harper to injury? Let's address the Micah Harper situation for you guys. Uh, You probably saw it on social media. He posted a thing about God's plan in a scripture verse. I can tell you this much. It's a rather serious knee injury that is has his season in peril. You may read into that what you will, but I'm being told that it is a season-ending injury potentially uh, pending whatever happens in the outcome from the surgery. That does not mean that he couldn't return at some point during the upcoming season, but it sounds like more and more to me, the more people I talk to about the injury, it does sound like this could be a year where he red shirts and then he comes back hopefully stronger than ever in 2022 and reprises his role as a potential starting cornerback for BYU. In the meantime, though, getting back to your original point here, Tyler, are who are the guys you expect to lock down the corner spots? I've heard a lot of good things about Keenan Ellis all offseason long. He was mentioned by Chaz Ayu along with D'Angelo Mandel as being two guys who are doing very, very good things. I think both of them are very much in the mix. I think they're very, very talented. Uh, They're upperclassmen now. I think they've determined uh, what they're going to be as players with regards to their potential. And I think BYU realizes what they can do with these guys. Are they true one-on-one cover corners? Not necessarily, but they can do that on occasion. BYU's been able to mix up their coverages, and that's been a benefit to the defense. Being able to go zone, give some man concept looks, all the different things that go into defense. Well, these guys are showing the ability to master those concepts, and that's a credit to guys like Joe. Bernardo Guilford and Coach Tuiaki for coaching them up the right way. But in addition to that, they have to have the physical ability to do it. Would Micah Harper be a starter for BYU potentially this year? Absolutely. But if he is out for the year, as it sounds like I am hearing he is, it will be very interesting to see how guys like D'Angelo Mandel and Keenan Ellis step up. I think there are other guys out there. There's depth of that position. Uh, Shimon Willis comes to mind. Jock Wilson, if he is healthy, obviously he had the knee injury last year, but there's, the team is very high on his ability at corner potentially as a Juco transfer. So there is some depth there, but losing Micah Harper absolutely does hurt the BYU secondary. And then finally, the Aggie fan Dan at USU, the right blue, asking a question on behalf of Jake Sorensen, who I have not responded to quite yet. I apologize, Jake. I'll get to you on this. But he says, the opinion on Jake Sorensen's Zach Wilson rap? Well, I think that it's actually a pretty good uh, piece of uh, music. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed it when I heard it. Uh, Jake sent it to me. DJ Jabs is his moniker. You can follow him at Jaker Soar, so J-A-K-E-R-S-O-R-2-1. Uh, he did a rap about Zach Wilson. I think it was actually pretty 
fun uh, thing that he did. I'm gonna. I don't have time today to get it into the systems where I can play it. At some point, though, Jake, we will play it on this podcast. I promise you that. And thanks for reaching out, Aggie Fan Dan. But I do enjoy the rap about Zach Wilson. All right, we will catch up on some of the news and notes involving BYU sports here momentarily as we wrap up this Thursday edition of the show. Stay tuned for that. Real quick, though, let's talk about our good friends at BetOnline.ag. You guys heard me talk about this company a lot. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, football in the rearview mirror, but NBA ongoing, college hoops with March Madness right here, NHL still in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, folks. They have the best odds that you can bet on for anything you're interested in. And by the way, if you don't see what you want to bet on, reach out to them. They'd be happy to help you guys out and create odds for you. That's what they're all about. They want to help you, the consumer. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up by going to betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit. All you got to use, all you got to do is use the promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. Love this company. They make it really easy to get into the sports betting world if you're interested in it. So check them out now. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, we've been telling you a lot about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a long time now. It is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate covering all of their bars. But they have the Built Bar Madness bracket ongoing. What is the best Built Bar? Well, you guys can have your say, and you got to do that by going to BuiltBar.com or following them on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. Today's matchup in the bracket features two heavyweights in in my opinion, and that is we've got our good friends Cookie Dough Chunk against Salted Caramel or Caramel, depending on how you want to pronounce it. That is a big time showdown. I can tell you this much. I recently tried the Cookie Dough Chunk. Whew, boy, that was a phenomenal built bar. I can tell you this much. Salted Caramel, a good flavor as well. You guys can have your say, and all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com and make your votes there, or follow them on Twitter and have your voice heard as well at Bar underscore Built. And by the way, right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com and save 15% by using the promo code LOCKEDON15. Once again, 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com using the promo code LOCKEDON15. So get over to the website, cast your vote for the Built Bar Madness, determine what is the best Built Bar. If you've got a favorite, you can vote for it and have have your voice heard. Take advantage of it now. BuiltBar.com. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. Those are Built Bars, the best tasting protein bars on the market. All right, folks, a couple of notes before we go here on this Thursday edition of the show. Let's go to NFL free agency for a minute. And a big congratulations to Kyle Van Noy, recently released by the Miami Dolphins. You could tell he was not happy about that one year into a four-year, $51 million deal. Well, you know what? What? Why can't you just go home again? He is headed back to the New England Patriots on a two-year, $13.2 million deal to join Bill Belichick again. And congratulations to Kyle Van Noy. He has done a lot of good things in his NFL 
career, but obviously winning those Super Bowls that he did with the Patriots. That's kind of the hallmark of his career. And to go back home and play for Bill Belichick shows you the value that I think he has in the franchise, but more importantly, that Bill Belichick still believes in him as a player, bringing him back to the Patriots. They've done a lot of things with the Patriots roster this year. He's played three and a half years previously for the Patriots, and I'm guessing that he'll play another significant role as they try and get back to their Super Bowl caliber uh, ways. Like I said, uh, Bill Belichick spent uh, just a ton of money this offseason upgrading the offense, two new tight ends and the like. But we'll have to see what shakes out there. Congratulations to him. Also, congratulations in order to Jamal Williams. He stays in the NFC North, going from the Green Bay Packers to the Detroit Lions on a two-year, $7.5 million deal. Congratulations to Jamal. He rushed for 505 yards and 236 receiving yards while scoring three touchdowns last season. Uh, He's currently going to team up with DeAndre Swift, who was second on the team with 521 yards and eight touchdowns last year for the Lions and fourth-year running back, Kerryon Johnson. Jamal Williams has proven more than capable of a guy who can really contribute if given the right opportunity and wishing him nothing but the best as he moves on now to playing for the Detroit Lions. Uh, Also looking and congratulations goes out to Michael Davis. This is just an utterly phenomenal story. Guy who was benched his senior year at BYU, now just signed a three-year, $25 million deal to remain with the Los Angeles Chargers after four years of working his way up the depth chart via the practice squad, becoming a starter. It's just an phenomenal story and for him to cash in now it's great 15 million dollars guaranteed if i'm not mistaken for mike davis as he re-ups with the chargers a lot of money flying around for former cougars and the pros and it's awesome to see there are still some other free agents out there harvey longy he's been with the new york jets i think believe he's a restricted free agent out there ezekiel ansaw still looking for his next opportunity despite all the injuries he has endured uh we'll see what happens i think that there's an opportunity for all these guys Oh, Daniel Sorensen as well. He is a free agent uh, coming off of a Super Bowl two years ago with the Kansas City Chiefs and also the Super Bowl appearance this past year. So there's still some opportunities for some former BYU Cougars in terms of the free agent market market to cash in. And obviously, there's going to be a pretty big crop of guys drafted this year from BYU in the NFL draft. And it'll be fun to track all that. We'll do more on this and track more of it as we get closer and closer to the draft. As more free agent signings become official, we'll pass those along to you. We'll have it all covered for you. It's what we do here on this podcast. You guys are aware kind of how we go about things here. We want you guys to be up to speed on everything you need to know with regards to BYU and it's a lot of fun to do it. So that'll do it for this edition of the Locked on Cougars podcast. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic. Have a great day whenever you hear this. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked on Cougars. Make sure to follow me at Jacob C. Hatch or reach out via email LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address Have a great day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 18th, 2021, and we will talk to you tomorrow.